Hello and welcome to the Great Intentions Podcast, the fifth edition. It only goes downhill from one. Actually, I don't believe that, you know? I don't believe that because I have never done something like this before, but I realize it really does suit me. Whether or not you like to listen to it or not, I feel like it's just it's just talk therapy minus the $100 an hour and the person you're spilling your guts to who doesn't give you any help at all. I don't think men need talk therapy. Is that controversial? I don't think guys need to go sit in front of a counselor and like tell them their problems. You know, I think what guys generally need is to actually like outwardly do something to fix their lives, you know? It's different if you like you don't know what's wrong, but I think a lot of guys know the issue. They just don't want to fucking you know, do the hard work of dealing with it. That that applies to me. I mean, I, I've I've benefited from talk therapy, but only in the sense that it's allowed me to like let out my demons um, to somebody. But then you realize, like, I think it's just because I was fucking talking. You know, if I just fucking talk to myself, like right now, saving a hundred dollars. Um, I have no insurance right now. What the fuck am I going to do? You know, <laughs> there's this thing called Cobra, kids. Cabernet Sauvignon. I hope I'm saying that right, because I've said that every episode. But you know I'm drinking wine, <laughs> like every single time. I'm like a fucking, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking wine mom here. That living in the suburbs, getting, getting their lawn mowed every Every few months. My lawn always looks the worst compared to my neighbor's lawns. You know what it was? I used to do. I used to mow my own lawn. My lawnmower broke. I'm not paying for a new lawnmower. You know, I, 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 I live at my mom's house, but I feel like that's her expense. You know, she has to, she should buy the, the, the lawnmower, but she ended up buying a, uh, a landscaping company because I guess I'm not good enough, right? So she bought a landscaping company to come in and do the work. And uh, now our lawn looks passable as opposed to dead and overgrown at the same time, you know, which is good. So now maybe my neighbors hate me a little less, right? Uh, you gotta look pretty in the suburbs, you know? You gotta, keep, you gotta keep up with the Joneses. That's what they say. So, um, yeah, so there's one thing. I was listening to one of the old podcasts. By the way, if you're hearing this podcast, that means that I actually did eventually put these online because this is like, I'm, you know, I'm stacking them up to release them so I have some content to drip, 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 you know, some IV drip. Um, anyway, so if you, if you're hearing this now, that means I am moderately successful in the sense that I've followed through on my plans. Not that I have any viewers, but that I followed through on my plans. That's how you know that we're going places because, you know, it just takes consistency, 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 consistency. The more you say it, the more consistent, right? Um, anyway, what I was saying earlier before I said any of those things is that, uh, I was looking at listening back at one of the old ones and I realized I said something that if you were to listen to me, and like interpret me a little uncharitably, then you might come to the conclusion that you. So, for instance, so what what I said was, I said you know gambling, you always lose versus the stock market you always win. And what I meant by that is, um, on average, the stock market um, you know increases in value seven percent of itself each year, right? So, whereas in gambling, the house always wins, because in roulette, you have two green numbers, and if you land on the two green numbers, those aren't red or black, so red or black don't apply, so the house, therefore, has a, uh, has a larger chance of winning your money. The stock market, you, can't, you, you can lose, but you, on average, don't. You know, it's when I say you can lose, you can lose in gambling, you can even win in gambling, but 
you know, the, the, whereas in gambling, the house has you by the balls. In the in the stock market, you have the market by the metaphorical balls. Um, in the way that you can pretty much guarantee a seven percent um, return every year on average. You know, there's some recessions, but recessions are you know unnatural. They're just they're, they're they're we call them recessions because that's not the natural state of affairs. The natural state of affairs is is consistent growth in the United States for since the 1920s when the stock market opened. So. You know, instead of wasting our money gambling, maybe we throw it in the stock market, right? Um, and and there's also other ways of um, of, of um, making money with your money that don't require any um, uh, risk. The stock market has some, you know, inherent risk, but there's also financial strategies that are fixed interest, like bonds and money markets. And for, for instance, I have um, my savings account is always invested in a uh, some kind of some kind of you know, fixed interest uh, money market thing. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I have a final financial advisor who I asked to invest in this thing for me, so I don't really know what he invested in. But it's basically, it's risk free, five percent interest yearly, right? So that just means that every year I'm making five percent of my um, net income on top of itself, right? Which is just great, right? Why not make that, you know? And I'm a big roulette person, as I said, but I only play roulette when I have money to spare because I'm not the kind of person who ever expects to win in a casino. And that's why I never get mad because every time I've ever went into a casino, I, I leave with $2,000 less money in my pockets. And this is the way I say I lose weight. I don't lose fat, I lose money, you know? But if you're going to do that, bring a girl because that's the only way you win. Because if the girl's there and you lose $2,000, she's going to say, oh my God, he lost $2,000. That's hot as fuck. He must have like millions of dollars, you know? It's also, it's obviously hotter. It's a, it's a win-win because if you win, that's even hotter. Right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're hot gambling, like honestly, when someone's hot gambling, I'm attracted to them, you know? When someone's hot and they're gambling, not like attractive hot, but if someone's hot on the fucking table, that's attractive. Like I, I, I have, I have, um, I've felt that, that spark, you know? We'll just leave that there. You know, you can interpret that any way you want. <laughs> One time I was in Florida and it was with my family down there, my extended family, and I was playing roulette and there's this, you know, it's, you know, one of those stories. Oh my God, story time, right? One of those times where, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to just fucking be a man, right? There's times in your life you need to just be a man because there's opportunities. And if you're not a man, you, whether rejection is just part of being a man. Anyway, let me get to the story. I feel like I have a lot of preface before I tell it, but so I'm, I'm down in Florida I don't remember this. I, I'm walking around this casino, and there's this one girl I keep seeing walking around. I don't remember her name. Uh, well, you know, I see her walking around. I have no idea who she is. And walking and walking. And I, I think to myself, you know, I want to go find the table she's at and just sit next to her and talk to her. That's why. That's what I thought, right? So um, I only play roulette, though, generally, because I'm not that good at blackjack. I don't know my um, blackjack math as well as my uncle does. He knows it like... He knows, he knows he knows his blackjack math like the back of his hand. <laughs> Did you hear that? He knows his blackjack math like the back of his hand. <laughs> That's a fu someone someone write a rap with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, yeah, so uh, he knows his blackjack math. Well, I I just like to play roulette because I'm addicted to getting times two, times three, times like sixteens. Right? I guess we get times two as a blackjack, so whatever. But uh. Anyway, I'm talking to, uh, I'm, 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 I go to the roulette table and there's one empty seat next to this girl that I've been seeing. And I realize, looking back, maybe looking back then or looking back now, that she was definitely checking me out as, as she walked by. Um, because when I sat down, like, you, you know when you sit down next to somebody, you can tell that they have had previous thoughts about you. That's the vibe I got from her. 
So I ended up talking to her. She was very attractive. The only the only thing I can remember about her now is she had this like mole somewhere on her face, and it wasn't like an it wasn't like an ugly mole. It was like one of those like beauty marks. Like it looked good on her. Um. Anyway, we ended up like talking and, and hanging out the whole night. Then she left though. Uh, I don't. God knows if I could have got a number or not. I didn't ask, but uh, she did end up leaving and. She was also pretty far away from me. I was up, I was like way down in Southwest Florida and she was like way up somewhere else. So it doesn't matter anyway. Moral of the story is, you know, just do, just do it, right? There's that shirt. Is that, doesn't that, doesn't that shirt just say, just do it? That's the moral of the story, you know? It doesn't matter if you get rejected or whatever. I mean, if you know you're going to get rejected, like save yourself the, the grief, huh? Right? Like if you know for sure, like you're going to get rejected, then like, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't suggest it, but. You know, if you see something and you want to just pursue it, you got to pursue it. And I actually don't, I actually think that people make a big deal about talking to girls. I'm going to tell you my opinion about talking to girls. I don't think it's hard whatsoever. It's only hard if she doesn't like you. And if she doesn't like you, it's not going to, it's just not going to work anyway. Like for instance, like I swear to God, if I see the girl, if a girl, at a, I'm at a, I'm at, if I'm at a bar and I see a girl who's, um, who I can tell is like kind of giving me eyes a little bit. I don't, I don't even think for a second about what I'm going to say. Just walk up and say whatever random BS is on my mind at that exact moment. I remember specifically, <laughs> and you know, this is the first, I walked into a bar with my two friends, and this is the first 10 minutes of us being there. I can see a girl giving, giving me eyes. And she wasn't like amazing looking, but I thought like, what a, what a good like, you know, warm up for the night, right? So I go up to the bar and I'm uh, coming up behind her. And like, I just look at her because I'm just waiting for her to look over at me. And I said, what are you drinking? She's like, White Claw. I was like, I, I literally just think I said, word, yeah, like White Claw. That's like fucking, yeah, I, I got you. Like, that's, that's fucked. Like, you know, I, 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 something along the lines of that. I don't know. Like, I, I gave, eventually I stopped and gave her something to say. I was like, oh, like, what do you, like, you fuck with Black Cherry or something like that. But really, I kind of just, I kind of just said whatever the hell was on my mind. I didn't go up to her and, and ask her opinions of the Roman Empire. Like, you know, I think a lot of guys think, oh, I need to say something really clever. Like, hey, buddy, like, you come here to this bar a lot with your friends. Like, you don't need to say anything. Like, you could just say whatever the hell you want. If she's already in, I swear to God, the girl is already into you b before, you know, I don't know how to say this. But, like, yeah, what you say matters. You just can't come off like an idiot. You can't just come off like you're nervous as fuck. If you just come off like you're a normal, comfortable person, generally you'll be fine. Talk to her like you have to use the bathroom. Be like, you know, talk to her as if, like, you're you're talking to her, but what you're actually saying is, can I can I get a bathroom pass from your teacher? Like, like you actually need to have this conversation. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm also not a pickup artist, so, you know, none of the things I'm going to say are, you know, are guaranteed to, to work in any situation, especially if you're not a good-looking, because I'm sure that's a big factor. Like, I'm not going to... I think people get... get people fuck with people, because they say, like, uh, they'll say that, like, if you just... If you just, like, go up and talk to her about the Roman Empire, she'll fall in love with you. Like, if you just, if you just, like, go up to her with all the charisma on the planet, like, no, 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 no. I don't know about that. Like, anybody who does that in a bar is so cringe. Anytime you see a guy rolling up with, like, his, like, fucking, like, fedora, I don't know. I've never even seen this in real life. Like, nobody who actually watches these pickup artist videos actually exists, I swear to God. Like, they might come out once in a blue moon, but generally you go to a bar, you just see normal-ass people, right? You just see normal ass people. 
you just see normalized people and you have normalized conversations and generally it's not even that fun. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that much fun at a bar. And you know what's really not fun is going out with uh, uh when you're when you're when you're not single. I don't understand people who want to go to places like that when they're not single. To me, that is the biggest waste of time on the entire planet. There are so many things I'd rather be doing than going to a bar if I'm not single, you know? But I'm a we- I'm a guess I'm a rare breed. Everybody who, you know, if 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 your daily routine consists of Thinking about, I'm going to use it again, the Roman Empire in your head all, all day. If that's you, there's no way you're like a big bar person, you know? People at the bars, like, they just, they just, talk, they just, they just talk shit, you know? And you, if, you, if you like to talk shit sometimes, then go to a bar. You talk shit all, you know, you talk shit, but, you know? Sometimes it's super fun. And I, I don't, I, did I say that I never have fun? If I said I never have fun, I, I don't mean that. Like, sometimes you have those great, great nights. But those great, great nights are, um... Usually far and few in between, in my opinion. You know, I'm not a big party person, so maybe you know these uh, fucking these fucking frat kids are gonna are gonna uh, skewer me. But I don't know. I've just I just I just don't think that uh, I just don't think it's always the play. And, you know, it's just different personalities, like different things. If you like getting fucked up, then go to a bar. I like drinking Cabernet Sauvignon and sitting in my house and fucking talking to a microphone all night. That's what I like to do. I like to make love with like blah, make love to a microphone. You know, I had something in the docket to talk about because I have been writing things down because sometimes I don't want to just do this, this, this stream of consciousness because I remember I was talking about uh, my stories at uh, camp and I kind of withheld some of the best stories because of the because of anonymity. But, you know, because you guys are great listeners, I'm assuming because I haven't released any of these yet, but because you guys are potentially great listeners. Let me just tell you about a football. Actually, before I tell you anything, I'm burning hot. I'm going to take off my sweatshirt real quick. Um, let me tell you about a story from camp. So, here is what the fucking media doesn't want you to know. Because this is some deep, deep level... Not a lot of people know this. So, you're getting privy to some interesting information here. So, uh, you know, Jewish parents, first of all. Jews are great people. But Jewish parents, with a lot of money... Um, they send their kids to summer camp, and a lot of the, uh, you know, there's two types of Jews that, uh, you know, in, in the planet. There's two distinctions. Uh, there's the Sephardic Jews and the Ashkenazi Jews, and the Ashkenazi Jews are the ones that got, uh, you know, not, did not have a good time in Europe uh, in the 20th century, but generally, they're not well known for their, uh, you know, muscular, tall statures. They're on the smaller side, generally, whereas the Sephardic Jews, I'm just, I could literally be completely wrong. I have no idea. I just generally assume that the Sephardic Jews, the Arab Jews are just generally more, like, built. I don't know. It's just, that's just, that's just in my head. Whatever. It could be true. It could be false. But what is true is the Ashkenazi Jews are the ones that uh, are in upstate New York. Um, they're not the biggest built people, right? And I promise you this, 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 this is important to the story. <laughs> this isn't just some side tangent, right? So here, here comes the grub, right? So, um, yeah, so they send the kids to summer camp and they have, uh, they're a little bit worried about their children because they want them to, you know, grow to a, a, a larger size. And um, what they do is they'll uh, hook them up with uh, the HGH, the human growth hormone, Um so a lot of these kids at summer camps are out here. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is like above board or not. So I'm gonna start saying this is all hypothetical. By the way, it's completely theoretical, hypothetical. This is basically this. This didn't even happen to me. This happened to my friend Jeff, and it's hypothetical and and everything. Anyway, so now for the, for the rest of the story, it's a hypothetical story that my friend Jeff told me. Okay, so uh, anyway, so there's this. Uh, <laughs> so 
they get this HGH stuff, and uh, none of the none of them parents obviously tell the kids they're getting HGH, so all the kids think they're getting like fucking vitamin B twelve shots every morning <laughs> in their ass or something. I don't know what they fucking inject them, but they're injecting them with human growth hormone. And uh, there's this kid um, I was a counselor of, and he was uh, he was getting a lot. He was getting he was getting juiced, um, and. He was so funny. All the kids were like, wow, you got such good calves. Like, your calves are so awesome. They're great calves. And he's over there, like, fucking feeling himself, like, flexing. And being like, yeah, like, I play soccer. They're always asking him, like, oh, how did you get those calves? Like, you know, how do you how do you, do you work out? And he's like, yeah, I play soccer. I do all this. This kid's, like, 10 years old, 12 years old, by the way. 10, probably. And I'm sitting there, like, how about you have giant <laughs> jacked calves because you're a fucking 10-year-old on HGH. <laughs> this, like, little Hercules-looking kid just juiced up to the brim on hgh and all the kids are trying to like oh like how do you know teach us teach us i'm like all right well first you get some you get some money you get some uh you get vials of human growth hormone <laughs> i think that's kind of taboo i know that it's a, some 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 um some kids actually do do have like you know growth hormone deficiencies and they actually do prescribe it um but <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say a lot of this isn't prescribed considering these kids are like 10 <laughs> and they're like prepubescent kids. I don't even know why you'd give a kid who's 10 growth hormone. Like what? He's 10. He's not even experiencing puberty yet. I don't know. Um, anyway, that was just a funny side story. I, I got, I, I'll, I'll go back to camp if anybody uh, needs some more uh, camp stories in their life. Just, uh, you know, for sure. Let me know. This is why we don't do names in this podcast or anything because, uh, I want to talk about this because I think it's really funny. I think that uh, it's interesting. So I was watching this YouTube video about the the new generation of Pokemon games and how they're kind of garbage, apparently. Um, and I just I I have to concur with with that. I was watching this gameplay. This guy was kind of analyzing it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, these games have become so infantile, like. I don't understand how a full-grown adult can feel like a full-grown adult playing um, these newer Pokemon games. Like, I'll give you, like, generations, like, one through five. You know, I played all those games, and I was able to feel like an adult. But I'm looking at these new ones. Like, the whole 3D model aspect and all the fucking hairstyles and all this stuff. Like, and you pick your fucking purse or something. I don't know. It just... I just don't believe that a functioning adult could play a game like that and not question like and 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 still remain feeling as an adult that's my that's just my opinion you know i think it's very uh, <laughs> like you have to revert to some childhood state in your mind when you're playing these like super infantile games i'm looking at them again i didn't play them so i can't say it from experience but i'm looking at these like graphics and these stories and like, everything going on and i'm like bro i'm sorry but like you cannot you cannot like <laughs> you cannot you cannot salvage your adulthood while like I don't know washing your Pokemon's belly I don't know um but my point of the story was and I I think that it's a it's a little like there's there's nostalgia like you I get people getting nostalgic for wanting to play games but like past a point you're just I just feel like you're acting like a uh child like you're trying to relive like you have some like freudian issues and you're trying to kind of like revert back to a childhood state you're trying to re-enter the womb <laughs> in some way my point about all this was though i was you know i was thinking about pokemon and its relationship to like the world pokemon's kind of like porn i feel like like i feel like there's a bunch of guys who play pokemon 
and it's like like beneath the surface they don't go around fucking saying it but they're like down they're like yeah you play you play fucking pokemon I play, I play fucking pokemon you know that's how it is it's like you don't walk into a party and you're like yo what's up bro you catch any pikachus today it's like it's not how it works like no it's like very under like very low key like you're drinking with your buddies and it's like you know getting late and you're like everybody's gone from the party and you're like hey man like <laughs> you know it's like it's not out in the open it's it's a little bit of a secret and uh i was i watch bodybuilding channels because i'm a fitness person and uh, i it was funny this this guy who's like the biggest body bodybuilding news channel in the world nick strength and power uh, I think it's funny that at the end of all of his videos, he says, and watch my uh, other channels, like my uh, Nick Strength and Pokemon channel. And I think to myself, like, what? That's good for you. Like, good for you that you can just throw out your, like, you know, your your childish hobbies out there and, and, not, and just be, like, cool, cool about it, you know? Honestly, bodybuilding itself is kind of a fucking weird-ass hobby, so I, I think that anybody watching bodybuilding is hard-pressed to make fun of anybody else's hobbies <laughs> at that point. Um, Understanding that I do play Pokemon and watch bodybuilding, by the way, anybody who's mad at me, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I just think it's funny that that you know it's 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 good that he can just throw out his hobbies like that because I feel like Pokemon is one of those things where like you could have the fucking toughest, baddest dude, but if he played Pokemon when he was four, God knows he's still fucking tapping into it like now and again. He's like, let me fucking uh, you know, let me get my fucking Game Boy out and fucking play. And that's the thing, like the the old games, like you didn't have to feel like a kid. I feel like you know you fucking raised a Pokemon. You 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 honestly, in a sense, like you're 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 you're, you're massacring fan. Fantastical animals, like you know, it's there's some there's some there's some masculinity there, you know, thunderbolting some random fish, you know, like barbecuing them. But oh my god, the ones that I'm seeing now, and I think the funniest thing is I was watching one of these analysis videos, and this guy was like, and by the way, this game is horrible. Also, it's the most it's the best selling video game of all time, right? And that's a sad reality that I think a lot of us have to like deal with is the fact that like, you know. There's something about, you know, we always, we talk about how we can like, you know, you know, rate games like objectively, but then there's always that like voice in the back of any rational person's head saying like, is this fucking the same thing as when I was a kid, but now I'm like 25 and it looks stupid because that's totally fair. It's a fair criticism, right? It's like, maybe I have like, you know, nostalgia glasses and all the games that I liked are also just as bad as they look to me now. I swear to God though, I don't believe that. Like I want to make it clear that I'm firmly in the camp that I believe these new fucking, I was looking at Pokemon and their dumb new fucking names. And, um, I, I swear to God, I saw a Pokemon named Flamingo and it was just a Flamingo. There was nothing else to it. Just a Flamingo named Flamingo. And I get you could, like, you know, counterpoint with, like, Seal from Generation 1, right? I guess, whatever. But Seal was a fucking... That was a cute little Seal. He evolved into something that was, like, a dugong. I don't know what that means. It's kind of a cute name. He has a little horn on his head. Seals don't have horns. <laughs> but fucking Flamingo, bro. And all these names. Like, I swear to God, I should go through. I remember one called Score Bunny. Oh, Score Bunny. Like, Scorching Bunny. Like, what the fuck? That's just... That's, that's just a... It just slamming two words together does not make a good Pokemon name generally, unless it like really flows well. Like Charmander, what is that? Like you got Char and Salamander, but it flows like butter. It's like butter that name, you know? Bulbasaur, like you have Bulb and then you have like Dinosaur. That's cool, you know? Let's that they, these names just Kangaskhan, like Genghis Khan. But like kangaroo, that t- whoever made that name up is a, is actually deserves to. He should be the president of Pokemon at this point. That guy is a genius. I bet Genghis Khan feels like that's his like biggest accomplishment. He took over so many 
peoples and countries or territories, but his his biggest achievement was getting a Pokemon named after him, especially one that looks as cool as King Scott. Um, but yeah, don't you guys think that's funny? Like, I bet like there's I bet there's mad people who like play Pokemon who like literally have not told a single person except their siblings. You know, I believe that for sure. And it's, 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 I think that most guys are more willing today to say, to say that I watch porn than I play Pokemon. Like, I, I swear to God, that's probably true. You guys know it's true. You guys know it's true. Um, you know, some people, the coolest people on the planet are the people who are totally comfortable with what they do. You know, if someone plays Pokemon and they're not comfortable saying it, you have no right to call yourself a man. Like, you know, you're telling me that, you know, you're, you're, you're a bad fucking dude, right? But then you're, you're, you're uh, self-conscious about your own um, video game preferences. Like, you, you, you probably have a fucking Pikachu named, named Isabella, and he's a female Pikachu, and, like, you're in love with this thing, and, like, you, it would break your heart if you couldn't use him to battle anymore. That's, that's just truly what I believe. Um, I wonder what else there's to talk about. Sometimes I... Uh, just look around the room to see, and there's my special fork, and you might say to yourself, why was, would a fork be interesting? Well, my fork, you might think to yourself, I'm using it to eat, but no, it's actually my back scratcher, because forks make great back scratchers, and then I also have a back scratcher from my sister, which she bought me for Christmas, but I use that to swat flies, because that's a better fly swatter than back scratcher, because it's wooden, and it's like not, you know, I want a back scratcher. I want something with like, you know, like a fork, like sharp edges kind of, like to really get in there. The back scratcher she bought me is like a fucking piece of wood basically. But it but I have <laughs> been having a lot of trouble with flies and it's really good at swatting flies out of the air. So, you know, <laughs> those are the two objects that are sitting <laughs> right in front of me right now. Uh, <laughs> um you know, I've never liked uh I've never liked caramel, caramel, whatever you call it, and my chocolate. Caramel. I don't even know that which way I say it. People say it both ways in front of me, so actually I don't know how I say it. Caramel. I think I'd probably say caramel because it's easier for me. I don't even know what caramel is, but I really have just always been rubbed the wrong way by caramel. I'm a big fan of just straight up dark chocolate. Just like the most bitter fucking dark chocolate you could possibly feed me. That's exactly what I'm into. That's I love dark chocolate. I love bitter coffee. You know what's funny is when you're a kid, like you just don't have the palate you have when you're older. When you're older, your palate, I honestly have this theory that like, as you get older, you just find less and less things to like in life. So you have to force yourself to like things that are generally like not so, <laughs> it was kind of like weird when you were a kid. Cause like, why would the fuck would you like a cigar for instance? Like the taste of a cigar is certainly an acquired taste and the buzz you get is some other thing, but you know, when you're a kid, you have oh, like a fucking water park. There's a there's a fucking tree, and there's a lake. There's a waterfall. There's a there's like a new animal I've never seen before. Like the first time you ever saw a dog. Think about how crazy it would be the first time you ever saw a dog. Just a, just a four legged thing with fur runs up to you and like tries to lick your face. Like you know, then you see a cigar. When you're older, oh, here's a cigar. Here's beer, which is just basically bread water. Here is a Another cigar, right? There's not that many things. <laughs> so so we learn to live with it as we get older. We say to ourselves, you know, what tastes not bad, but most people would think it's bad unless they take it, they, 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 they try to consume it like 12, 13, 14 times. That's when you get coffee and cigars and beer. And again, I love all these things, but I do think it's funny. And you know what's, what is just so good? It's just Stock's cold brew coffee. 
I will never get that taste out of I I I can't even sometimes I can't drink coffee anymore because of because of my heart. Um, but I love the taste of Stocks cold brew coffee. If you're still drinking like hot co- coffee brewed hot, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't understand your 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 point of view. I don't. I think hot coffee. I think people are right about hot coffee. I think it tastes like burnt ash. It tastes like burnt ash, and if you can drink hot black coffee without cream, I mean, I can drink it, but you, but, but you can, if you can drink that without cream, like, I, 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 I almost don't believe you like it at that point. It's so hard for me to believe you like it. Iced cold brew coffee, if you just don't know, it's like brewed without heat. It's just like, I guess they probably just leave coffee beans in water for a while, uh, in some kind of contraption or something. And it brews like cold, uh, like, you know, coffee without having to burn anything, without having to burn the fucking coffee off the bean um and it just tastes so smooth i don't think there's a better taste in the world than the morning coffee um that's cold brew i cannot drink hot brew coffee and i it's, and I, I wonder if that sounds pretentious to somebody who doesn't drink coffee like, i could totally see someone who doesn't drink coffee being like oh yeah you only drink cold brew sir i see like fuck you like you know your little caviar but it's it's really true that like, two coffees couldn't taste any different like they taste so so different you know, I drink my coffee a hundred percent black, no sugar, no cream, and and it's not hard. It's like just it. I could I could chug that coffee. It tastes so good. Honestly, I put it in my morning morning smoothies, and it's funny because if I put it in my morning smoothie, I can't get feel the effects of the caffeine, and it's generally fine to drink. But if I drink a glass of coffee with nothing else, just a straight glass of coffee, I feel it for like an hour in the morning. And I think a lot of people would kill to feel coffee like I feel it because I feel coffee like it's like it's like a little it's like a stage down from Adderall in my opinion but recently I've I preferred being um more on the relaxed side more the downer side than the upper side um just like Manhattan it's not true I like both sides of Manhattan um I wonder, I bet Yellowtail is kind of like a, it's like one of those wines that are like looked down upon by people because it's not, it's kind of like a popular wine, I wonder. But honestly, I had this 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 type of wine, what's it called, Cabernet Sauvignon. It's probably popular for all I know, but it tastes like amazing. Like, I can't imagine wine tasting much better than this taste. Like, it just tastes like good wine, you know? Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Yellowtail is like world-renowned for all I know. Uh, I know that you have to age wine. But I sometimes I wonder, like, if if a, if a wine expert could really tell the difference between aged wine and just new wine, I have a lot of skepticism about people and their expertise. You know, I'm I'm not one of those people who just trust people implicitly. I need you to prove. I need a blind taste test. I'm sure they have that on YouTube. I'll have to watch that and see the results because I need a blind taste test just to prove that the person's not BSing me about their uh, wine taste. Um. You know, and I'm okay um, leaving the podcast here today. I don't need a 40-minute podcast. What I will say is, <coughs> I'm going to cough. <coughs> you know, sometimes my throat just gets dry. You get that one little dry spot in your throat. It's almost like your whole throat is wet except for one little spot. And then it, like, sticks to some other spot in your throat and you just feel it. You know, I don't know if that's that's what happens, but that's what it feels like. Uh, what I was saying before is... Um, you guys should email me anything you want to email me at greatintentionspodcast.com or DM me on Instagram at greatintentionspodcast. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where you can reach me. And when you do say things to me, make sure they're compliments only. Um, because I, 
I spend most of my mornings crying in the shower, and any amount of negative negativity is just going to prolong that um, that 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 period. So if we could um, work to uh, you know spare my feelings and make me feel like the best possible person, I'd be super super grateful about that. Um, anyway, I'm going to an Italian restaurant tomorrow. It's the tra- it's the tradition. Me and Jim always hit an Italian place on Mondays when he's out of work. So, uh, yeah, so I'll see you guys later. Uh, and this is, uh, Nick with the Great Intentions Podcast signing out. I hope you learned a lot and I hope, uh, you have a beautiful, uh, day.